Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. I'm Grace Saldana. And we are changing culture and bringing that traditional values. Today, for our weekly recap, we have a special guest. We have Grace Saldana, and you um, might know her as a political journalist on the Right Side News. She also has a brand called The Republican Girl. And she's a Turning Point Ambassador. So she does a lot of things, and I'm really excited for her to do this weekly recap. But first, um, Grace, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, about your brand, doing the news and Turning Point and all that? Yeah, so I I do so much that it's like, it's kind of hard to keep up with like all the different (laughs) things that I do. But I, so I'm a writer at uh, Freedom Wire News. I am a Turning Point Ambassador. I... I'm a reporter at Right Side Broadcasting Network at all the Trump rallies you guys have been seeing. And also, I have the brand The Republican Girls. So it's pretty much The Republican Girls, like a blog um, that I started back in July. I started like just thinking about it and conceptualizing it and turning it into a reality. So I wear a lot of different hats, and that's pretty much my everyday life is going from one thing to the next. So I love that. I love being busy. So I definitely I can relate to that. Yeah. Okay, Victoria, you have a question. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> so how did you, so you said you started the Republican Girl back in July. How mm-hmm. did you get the idea for it? Yes, yeah, so basically the reason why I started it was because I didn't see any other um, comparable blogs and I originally intended it to be like an inspiration slash empowerment kind of like online blog, like Instagram thing. Um, but I also like I didn't want it to be too political to the point where it drives people like young people away. And I didn't want it to be too cheesy because I do see some blogs out there, but they're kind of like geared towards the tween age kind of years. and mm-hmm. middle school. So, you know, I wanted something for like more mature girls like myself who weren't necessarily I didn't like grow up super involved in politics. I was always, you know, like doing the regular like high school slash college kid thing. So like I wanted something that was relatable to that kind of girl who's still like girly, but still wants to be educated. And that's what I focused around is education now. So it's kind of grown into um, an educational platform that girls can go to as a resource. Like I'll post a lot of things from the constitution, like the amendments, the exact text of what it says, or I'll post like how to buy a gun or things like that. But I'll also make it like a, like social media attractive, if you will, like something like, you know, cute and it like makes you want to read it. And it also educates you at the same time. So I didn't see anything like that out there. So I made it myself. (laughs) I love that. That's kind of similar to how those other girls came to fruition I didn't really like I love podcasts personally and there's tons of really good ones out there but I just felt like there wasn't like podcasts that 
we're talking about like fun, like, you know, some of the topics we're going to talk about today, but weren't also sharing, you know, a hookup story or they weren't cursing the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, there's, if that's what people are into, but I'm not necessarily into that. So I was like, well, I don't really see that. So I'll just do it myself. So I love yeah, that. There you go. If you don't like how some things done, you can do it yourself and do it better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, I hope you're listening. You hear that. If you have, if you see like room in the market, do it. Like, why not? Um, so next question really quick before we get into our um, quite or our discussion for the uh, week. Can you tell us about being a Turning Point Ambassador? A lot of listeners um, are um, really into Turning Point. They have, they're in chapters. They follow them on Instagram. They're going to be at SAS, which you're going to be at as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are really interested in how to be a, an ambassador. Can you tell us what an ambassador is and yeah, sure. all that jazz? Yeah, so I originally got involved in Turning Point. It's actually kind of funny because I was watching the news. I was just like watching, I don't know, my dad watched a lot of Fox. So I was like watching Fox with my dad. And I saw like pictures. And I think I, would, I probably saw SAS of like 2018 on TV. And I was like, I saw like videos of it. I was like, how are all these like college age students going and seeing all these huge speakers? And I was like, why can't I do that? And so then I, I just like looked, I just looked into it and I looked up Turning Point USA and I found that they have tons of conferences or they used to pre-COVID. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I can totally go to one of these. So I, what did I do first? I think I went to, yeah, I went to Young Women's Leadership Summit. And Wait, what year? What year? I went in last year, 20. Me too. Oh my goodness, wait, we, that's so cool. That was my first uh, YWLS. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to YWLS, it was my first one. So I was, I was trying to think of if it was 2019, because I couldn't remember what happened in 2020, but yes. Yeah, I know, I feel that. This feels like three years wrapped up in one. Yeah, exactly. What day is it? <laughs> yeah. Every day is election day, every day is something crazy, and I just like, don't even know where I am half the time, but. Right, right. <laughs> So that was my first conference and long story short, I made some really good friends and we all just wanted to get really involved. So we did. And me and one of my friends got involved on our different college campuses. I started a club on my campus. She did the same. And um, I was in San Diego. So I built a club there that had over a, an interest list of more than 300 students. And I had like wow. 50 and that's pretty like surprising coming from an area like San Diego where a lot yeah, of absolutely. Yeah. So then after that, I was going to protest. I was like going to all kinds of stuff. I was writing for a different company called Scriber News. That's how I kind of started getting my writing experience. And then I just, you know, started getting more well known on social media and kept going to turning point stuff. And then I eventually applied and I became an ambassador. So I, an ambassador is pretty much somebody who represents Turning Point and the values they hold, which is like limited government, uh, taxation is theft, socialism sucks, that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's what I would talk to students about on campus all the time. So I be pretty much just, you know, went full on into politics. And I think like once you really start figuring out who you are in the conservative movement, and that, that sounds really vague, but it's true. Like if you you have to be confident and know what you want to do and then figure out like what you want to show on social media about yourself and like what your brand is. Everybody has a different thing. So right. I think one of the keys to probably becoming a turning point ambassador, um, just, you know, knowing what you, what you stand for. 
So yeah, that's how I became a Turning Point Ambassador and I'm still very involved today. I try to go to all the conferences I can. So like you said, I'll be at SAS tomorrow through Tuesday. I think I'm going through Monday, but I think the thing lasts till Tuesday. So I'm really excited to meet you guys and everybody from the Republican girl who's going. I think there's, I think there's like five girls who are going. So I'm excited. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really cool. Um, about how you just went ahead and dived in. I really, really like that. Yeah. It's definitely hard though, because, and the thing that's hardest about it, I'm learning now that I'm really deep into it is that I'm not like normal people. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, how do you, sometimes I forget how that normal people who aren't as into politics are still more shy about it. Because to me, I'm like, just get involved, just do it. But then other people yeah. are like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a conversation with one of my friends. Um, and she was saying, yeah, I'm just really nervous about posting. I'm like, I just do it. Like, once you post, it's over. Like, it's not that big yeah. of a deal. <laughs> and my another, another one of my friends, like, later that night, she was just kind of like, Mal, you got to realize, like, you, like, not everybody's like that. You just, you can just do things. Some people need to be, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I forget, like, <laughs> Some people yeah. just don't do it. And it gets hard because then you get backlash from family and friends. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it becomes hard once it becomes a reality. It, it's all fun and games when you're like, oh, yeah, it could happen. Or, yeah, that happened to me a long time ago. But when it happens again, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is real. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, too, just for people who are interested in going into politics, once because of the way the world is so polarized, once you get yourself out there, that's kind of – that's it. Like once you have established, for example, once you establish your pro-life, you probably won't ever be hired by anybody that supports Planned Parenthood. So get that thought out your mind. Like if there's a company you like. Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, like if there's a company that someone's interested in that um, is directly against something that you've come out for, that people are going to look at your social media. They're not going to. That's it. Like, they're not going to hire you, but that's okay. That's okay. But it's kind of like the matrix. You can't like, once you take the red pill, you you can't just go back. True. You just can't do it. So you have to choose which route are you going to go down? True. True. Very, very true. Well, everyone, that is um, a little bit about grace and let's get into the weekly recap. Victoria, you want to start off with our first topic or do you want me to do it? Okay. You got it. Well, we're going to talk about censorship and um, I guess what has been going on like this week now that like has like kind of been going, like, going through censorship. I know like one of our friends posted today on her social media and um, about like all these Republican accounts that are being censored. And I even know like my mom posted a video and my mom's not that political at all. She very po- she rarely posts anything, and she posted a video about Kamala Harris saying she's for legalizing prostitution, and it was a video of Kamala talking. It wasn't like someone like put clips together and made the video. Like this has been going around Facebook, and Facebook took it off my mom's page without even asking, and was kind of mm. like, "This is." this is fact checked. Like this is inaccurate. My mom's like, it's literally a video of Kamala Harris talking saying she's for it. And so like, what have you guys been seeing this like, about censorship? I mean, I've 
I can't tell you how many friends I've seen that's like gets fact checked daily. Even like President Trump's post gets fact checked. Yeah. I think it was like he made a post about Hanukkah and it got fact checked saying um, the results of the election winner is Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff like on Twitter too. Like every, the last, I don't know, couple of days it's been on Twitter, every single thing he tweets, there's like a fact check under it. And it's like, mm, okay, that's like tweeting happy Hanukkah isn't really a uh, fact checkable offense. Missing context, okay? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> It's happy happy holiday. Happy holiday. <laughs> uh, um, Joe Biden's president. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, um, I just think it's been getting like way out of hand, especially, um, like I, half of me is like, man, maybe someone should fact check some stuff in the sense of, I don't necessarily want bad and like. You know, if people are rewriting history, I don't want that information out. But my problem is that's not the stuff that's being fact checked. My problem is that also, too, where are these fact checkers getting their information and who is the fact checker? So I really do like that Candace Owens is um, suing them. I think that's a really, really good thing. Actually, one of the girls who writes for the Republican girl, Lala, she wrote a really good article today, or actually she wrote it a few days ago, but I uploaded it today about Candace Owens and fact-checking. So if you, if any of your listeners need, want a reference on like what's going on, you guys can go to the site. But um, yeah, I think it's great that she is doing that because there's not very much, what I've learned is there's not very much legal power behind the conservative movement. People talk a lot, but there's not a lot of action, and that obviously Ooh, could good there's not very much fund- funding that's going in the right places. There's a lot of funding. There's tons of money in the Republican side. But where is it going? I don't know. I mean, could it be the regular establishment stuff? Probably. But I would just wish there was a stronger drive be- behind suing these people because that's what ultimately speaks in this country, money talks. Yeah, I agree 100% about the we don't know where the money is going and about um, the, like, legal backing there's a lot of things so i personally don't necessarily think people should be punching people i don't really like the idea of like well they're mean to us let's bully them back i think that we need to be taking things to court so if someone now i don't think you like if someone punches you i don't think you should just lay down and like let them hit you but if someone punches you and it's obvious protect yourself and then sue them i think it's ridiculous how people just like well, you know, I did blah, blah, blah. Or like they start to burn down someone's bit. Like, I think that we should just be doing a lot of things in court. And you're right. Things like the fact checkers, that should, I'm glad that she's taking them to court. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to add something. It's kind of, it's on the same lines about money and the conservative side. I don't know if you guys saw this today, but the Trump administration is going to defund California's Medicaid by $200 million every quarter until they stop forcing insurance companies to pay for abortions. Wow. I like that. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Awesome, though, because that's obviously going to hit them hard in the pocket, and they're going to have to. Yeah. So, and this the Trump administration doing that? Yes. Okay, so my concern... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Victoria. What I was going to ask is what's going (laughs) to happen when Joe Biden takes over in January? 
Well, he can't do everything at once. So I don't know how high that would be on his agenda list. Yeah. But, you know. I but like he, that, though. Yeah. And one thing about President Trump, he has been, I mean, it's the truth. He's our most pro-life president. And, you know, you can say what you want about him, but he is doing what he can. And that's another thing, like, people don't realize that, like, like you said, you can't do everything at once. It wasn't like he was going to get in and, like, it was he couldn't just say, all right, abortion's illegal now. There's, yeah. like, a bunch of things. It's tiny steps like this that are going to make the difference. Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow. So at the very least, it just puts pressure on California because what it's really, well, it's about two things. And actually the lawsuit came about because um, two Catholics, there were some Catholic nuns and a Christian church who were suing the state because they did not want to be forced to provide their employees abortions. Yeah. That goes against religious liberty. And it's also unconstitutional to mandate something, which is the whole reason why we had to repeal the man- the individual mandate in Obamacare. There's two things very wrong with that entire situation. One, it takes away the religious liberty of some people, and two, uh, mandates are unconstitutional. So, I mean, if for any other reason, whether you think abortion is moral or not, those are two reasons that are non-morally related that makes it a good decision, so... Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so cool. Um, I don't know how to transition at all. And our next topic is not very transitionable from this topic. So I'm going to do this talking about me transitioning as a transition. Our next topic is um, the Lizzo smoothie fiasco is what I'm titling it. Um, For those of you that don't know, Lizzo, she is a singer. She is known for... um, why men great till they gotta be great that song what's the name of that song oh god you're taking me back to my bachelor party truth hurts truth hurts hurts. that's a fitting title for this topic yes wow yeah (laughs) that's what i should yeah title it truth hurts um so she is a bigger girl and she is quote-unquote an icon in the bigger girl community and she expressed to her fans that she did a smoothie detox um, because she had been eating terribly. She also, I forgot to um, say this when I was talking to you guys about it. She also said how she was going through a depressive state and she wasn't, she was, um, cause she's all about like that self-love self-care type thing. And she had been feeling really bad. And um, she was like, well, let me get my health in check. And so she did a smoothie detox. Well, her fans were outraged they were furious they were mad at her because if she is this wonder if she loves being fat so much then why is she doing things to make herself healthy so i just wanted us to talk about like why she should like that is a good thing and how crazy it is for people to get mad at someone for wanting to be healthy i think that is so ridiculous yeah I agree. I mean, it, it's such a fine line, like dieting, really, because yeah. it, it's because like, it, I really think we look at it the wrong way. Like we look at like eating healthy as a way and like working out as a way to lose weight, not as a way to keep our body and mind healthy. And I think that's what people are, how they're looking at it incorrectly with Lizzo. It's like, look, 
she's doing it not to lose weight, but she's doing it to be healthy. Like, she still loves who she is. And I think that's where we're kind of going wrong with this whole, like, body image movement. It's like, look, I'm going to eat healthy and work out not to lose weight, not to be that skinny girl, but to be be healthy and make sure my body is getting the nutrients and doing what it needs to do. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure she said she wasn't trying to lose weight. And I mean, I personally, you know, I think that that should be something that she should want to do just because, like, she's not at a healthy size. And I feel like I can say that because I'm also on a weight loss journey. Um, but I do, like, being healthy, a side effect, a positive side effect of being healthy is losing weight. Like, <laughs> I just, it's, I just don't understand how people can take it so offensively. I saw another thing people were talking on Twitter and someone said, like, before and after pics are uh, toxic. Like, if you're going to post your before and after pics, you should post a trigger warning. I was like, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. A trigger warning? Like, that's wild. Yeah, Victoria, I think you make a really good point. Uh, it's like, it's she's not saying she doesn't love herself. But I think Mallory was saying before we started recording that she uh, didn't feel good. She didn't feel like she had energy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was depressed. And she just wanted to get her health back together. Yeah, and there's, like, one thing, because some people's body types are just naturally bigger. Even if they eat healthy and they exercise, there's nothing right. that's going to stop them from being bigger. And it doesn't mean that they're unhealthy um, necessarily. It could just be a genetic thing. So yeah. there's a difference between those kinds of people. And then there's kinds of people who they overeat, they eat the wrong things, they have no self-discipline. And I assume if you have low energy and you don't feel good and you're depressed, you're probably that case if you're not naturally like you know so I, I there's different ways to look at it but either way we shouldn't really be we shouldn't be shaming anyone but people need to realize that there's a reality to being overweight and one of those realities is health problems so yeah and when and, you shame someone that's what causes eating disorders yeah it's not like she's just doing what she can to make herself feel better be healthy and when you shame someone, that's how an eating disorder happens. Yeah. And there's eating disorders on both sides. Like there's an overeating disorder that people don't talk about a lot. And it's, it's, it's binge eating. Like some people um, binge eat. Some people, when they get frustrated, they can eat. A, I have a friend, um, she's on a weight loss journey too. And we were like talking about just different things, like trying to encourage each other. And she said like, there were times where she could order an entire medium pizza and just eat the whole thing right there. And like, that's eating disorder as well. And I think that when we are, like you said, if we focus too much <clears throat> on losing weight, especially because also too, there's a difference between like being overweight and being like morbidly obese. And I think that, um, and eventually you got uh, in about, a week or so everybody I'm going to do a body positive or like my problem with the body positive movement episode you guys are going to hear um and we kind of talk about this but um a lot of people that are on the morbidly obese side no one like wakes up one day and is like you know what <laughs> I'm going to gain 150 pounds and I'm going to be happy like there's a lot of things that get you to that point and I think when you shame people on either side it doesn't help it does not help at all. I think that um, 
if someone wants to be healthy, all you can do is encourage them. And then the other thing I think people forget to do is like, if you don't like it, then just unfollow her. Like that, I just don't. I will never understand people like taking time out of their precious day to comment something rude and negative to somebody else that doesn't even know them. Like that, I just, I don't understand that. Well, on one hand too, is like when you think about it, I feel like if she's one of the left's body positivity icons or whatever, then her losing weight kind of like ruins that narrative for them. If she mm-hmm. can have a whole bunch of people with her, you know, and it's like, then yeah. what do they have to shame people for? Like, what do they have to like fight for? Nothing. And that's the thing about the Democrats in general and the left. I think they try, they try to perpetuate certain problems and create them so that they always have something to bring up. Kind of like every four years, they bring up certain topics to win an election Mm-hmm. Thing with all of their issues and this is yeah. just one of them yeah and you're so right about bringing up issues that reminds me of um this article so I dabbled a little bit in the health at every size thing um honestly it was just me trying to justify why I I mean, it takes a lot of discipline. That's the other thing, too. I commend her for doing, like, a detox and stuff like that. That takes discipline. Because Mm -hmm. especially, like, by that third day, you're going to want to eat something that's not a smoothie. So it takes a lot of discipline. So there was a point when I was trying to justify my lack of discipline. And I dabbled in that. And I remember reading an article about this girl. She wrote, um, she was at Disney World. And at Disney World, um, they, her she was on a ride and they told her she couldn't be on the ride because she couldn't fit. And she wrote this long opt ed about how Disney world is fat phobic and about how they don't care about her. And they embarrassed her by making her get off the ride and how Disney world should be more inclusive to all sizes. And I remember even in my, like trying to justify some of the things I was doing, I was kind of like, okay, wait, that doesn't make sense. Like you could like break the ride or like, you could get hurt if if you weigh too much for the ride. Like, this doesn't... Logically, you're not making a lot of sense being upset about this. So people, like, make up scenarios to get frustrated over. Yeah. And, and like, something about self-discipline, too. I, used to, I actually used to work at a gym. I worked at a gym for four years. And I talked to people about their weight loss and stuff like that all the time. And one thing that really, really helps is meal prepping. It's not even... It's, that's yes. great, too, but the way you get away from having a lack of self-discipline is if you already have your food ready. Yes. That is something that has helped me a lot. And then like, um, I have like a scale and I use measuring cups now Mm because portion control. So I was never the type, um, not to like get into my whole, you know, body thing, but like, I was never the type to like, I could sit down and eat an entire medium pizza. Like that wasn't really my thing, but I definitely could eat like more slices than I should. And I also, I feel like, my generation still growing up we were the type that like okay make sure you finish all your food so like I just was used to like if I have it on my plate nine times out of ten I'll eat it so like meal prepping and like portion control size has helped me so much and drinking a gallon of water I drink a gallon of water a day that has helped a lot yes definitely okay does anybody have anything else they want to add to this topic no no I'm good Okay, so we're going to go to our last topic, and um, I think this is hilarious. Um, I, I hope no one takes this, like, offensively. I, th- I really do think it's a joke. Um, but, so this girl tweeted <laughs> a couple days ago. 
um, if it'll pop up, she tweeted, as black people, genetically, we are stronger and smarter than everyone else. We are more creative. And on December uh, 21st, our real DNA will be unlocked. And the majority will be able to do things that we thought were fiction. Learn who you are as a people. They want to make us average. So obviously this is a joke. <laughs> and I think it's so funny because on Twitter, everybody's talking about on December thir- or um, on December 21st, all black people are going to wake up with superpowers. And I just find that so funny. Um, I don't know. I think that's just like a funny thought. So ladies, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Hmm. Grace, you want to go first? Oh, okay. I've asked, I've been asked this question many times in my life. <laughs> it's a lot of time to think about this. And I can't ever decide if I would rather read minds or fly. Oh my, reading minds sounds awful, if I'm going to be honest with you. It just... Did, did y'all read the... Um, <laughs> this is a- did y'all read Midnight Sun? So it's like Twilight's version of like from like Edward's perspective. And I didn't think that's exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. It's I have so no good. idea, but continue. It's so good. But it kind of like it's like his whole like superpower as a vampire is reading minds. And so it really does kind of go into like how difficult it was for him like reading minds and like not knowing if the person's actually talking or if it's in their head and so I don't think I would want to read minds because it sounds like it's just a pain in the butt well quick question yeah um so never seen Twilight actually wasn't allowed to and now that I'm like an adult I don't know it just doesn't interest me so I think you should do it I was just rewatched them two months ago and I remember the scene where he's showing Bella, like, I bet he can read minds in the restaurant they're at. Anyway, it's a really good movie. You should watch it, Mallory. <laughs> I think, like, the books are so much better. And, like, I'm a huge, like, reading nerd. But and I feel like the movies kind of make it awkward. And you appreciate the movies more after reading the book, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, quick question. So, the all the vampires have superpowers? No. Only Just like them. Well, some do, some don't. It's it's like like a genetic thing. Like you know how like some people are smarter than other people and like some yeah. people are like able to like be like superstar like football players Run. and others. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like everybody like has their strength in them. There's just some people that are just normal and have no extra powers. Ooh, that'd be lame. If I was going to be a vampire, I'd at least want powers. <laughs> well, I think the power everyone has is the ability to live forever. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't sound appealing either. No, um, <laughs> okay, Victoria, do you know your superpower? <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely. I think, like, freeze time. Like, I have so much going on. And I know that's probably super cheesy. That, ooh, super speed, now that I think about it. I take that back. I want to be, like, the Flash. Because then, like, you're saving time because you're doing, like, everything, like, so much faster and your mind's working so much faster. I would totally, like, super speed. Super speed seems fun. Only because, have you guys seen the show The Flash? Yes, I love it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my goodness. And the first, like, okay, so really quick. If you're ever, like, man, I want to hook Mallory up with somebody. 
Barry Allen in season one oh, and season so two hot. is my ideal, like personality wise, looks like Barry Allen season one, season two. After season two, he's just a chump. But like first and second season, that is my ideal type to a T. The Flash is so good. I need to look this up now. Yeah, you should. And honestly, like, I know it's kind of boyish or whatever, but like the first two seasons specifically, really, if you're not into superheroes and stuff, you'll really like it. And I still, my brother is like, he was really into superheroes. Like we read comics and stuff and like he stopped watching it. And a lot of like the really like big comic book, I like it when you stick with the comic book, those people have stopped watching it. I, on the other hand, every time it is out, I am on the CW website. I am watching the next day. So <laughs> I love it. It's so good to me. And you can go to like Comic Con or something. I want to. I, I actually want to. But I've it's been to Comic like, Con. It's not like extra nerdy though, either. It's yeah. Like, like it's, that's why they don't like it. That's why yeah. like real nerds don't like it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it still has like the romance and like the mm-hmm. drama, and it's just yeah. It's that. And then like they have like the crossovers, and oh my god, the guy who plays Oliver and Arrow. Oh Woo! yeah. But yeah, um, so because of that, that's why I find super speed really interesting. (laughs) Because also to the timelines and like I I love a good timeline story. That is so fascinating to me as well. So speed would be interesting. Um, okay, so my ideal superpower though would be shape sifting, like mystique. So I could be anybody and um I don't remember if Mystique can also have their power if she is them or not, but I'm just going to say she can because I think that'd be really cool to like be able to be other people and then also have their power. So basically you're like every, like you're invincible. And I just, I, and I've always loved like Mystique, um, her character in general. Yeah. I think I don't know she why. does get powers from like shape shifting into someone else. Yeah. I okay. I that. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think that'd be so cool. And that'd be so fun. Like, you can do any and everything. But, yeah. Okay, so that's basically our weekly recap. I want to um, add this one last thing, just an update. Um, John Luke Brunel, he was arrested, and he is one of Jeffrey Epstein's associates. So he was arrested, I believe it was two days ago, and he was a modeling agent. So I think that's something that I want to keep us up to date on that story. And I think I'll do an entire episode. I have a friend who um, has done like extensive research on this for a school project. So like, I think it'd be really interesting to have her on. But um, this human trafficking ring and everything that just kind of like segues into next month is going to be the human trafficking awareness focus month. So I'm going to have all these different um, interviews with some really cool people. I just got through interviewing this lady. I'm not going to say her name, but she was in Hollywood and she was on a really um, famous person's podcast and she answered my DM super sweet. And um, she was in Hollywood and she like talks a little bit about that. And she talks about like things that are going on in our own backyard. And I'm going to have all those things. And we're also doing a contest. Just a reminder, if you are into graphic design, you can submit your design to hello.thoseothergirls at gmail.com. And I will pick the top three and then the rest of everyone on Instagram will pick the 
um, winning design, and that will be on a t-shirt that we're going to sell in 100%. That's right, 100% of the proceeds are going to go to True Justice International, which is a nonprofit in North Carolina that um, does human trafficking um it helps victims of human trafficking. So that is going to be the January donation and that's going to be the January theme. So everybody um, just keep that in mind. Tell all your friends too. I think that it'll be, it's a fun, um, I think that's going to be like a fun activity to like do a design. Um, so yeah, does, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else to remind you guys about. Um, Any oh yes. And also for this month's uh, drive, so no updates for this month's drive, um, but I know that, well, actually, I guess this is kind of an update. Um, I was looking on the site and there have been a few uh, of the items have been purchased. I don't remember how many, but I remember when I first looked at it, they were at like three and now they're at like in the 30s. I don't remember what number 30s, but they're like in the 30s. So it's really good. So you guys keep purchasing, um, keep getting items. I really, really appreciate it. If we could get them all purchased out by the 31st that would be amazing victoria do you have anything you want to add i don't think so i think we had a pretty good recap this week yeah i agree we lost grace we did um she just sent me a voice message all right everyone <laughs> thanks uh for listening and listen again later yep we'll talk Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.